30 and Nerdy Podcast is presented by Advertising Expressions. With so many ad specialties available, there is a huge opportunity for professionals like yourself to boost ROI and leave a lasting impression with your customers. Our mission is to help you create long-lasting relationships with your clients through the power of promotional products by getting your name in front of as many people as possible for as long as possible. We can help you today. Call Advertising Expressions, the place that the nerds use, at 423-586-3270. Ask for Zach and tell them the 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. Welcome back, nerds and nerdettes, and welcome to another episode of 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your host, the Duke of Nerds, the sweet tea of the nerdy South, the captain of content, the voice for the voiceless, Tyler Mack, joined by the co-host, of course, the juicy one, he's freshly squeezed, the doctor of nerdonomics with his PhD in nerd philosophy dr davis what's up doc? Hey, that's that's me that's you hey buddy how's it going uh pretty good i uh, had a little bit of a <clears throat> a bug in my belly for the last uh day and a half we'll get it out i think it did finally <laughs> oh good uh but <clears throat> feeling all right feeling all right uh looking forward to this episode looking forward to our interview which uh, has has got me very excited. But how are you? How are how are things? I, as you'll hear in our interview with with my friend Danielle later, I'm I'm at this point in my 30s where I wake up some days and things don't work the right way, or yeah. I have weird pains and aches that I didn't have before, and I don't know how they got there. Or why? Mm. So I'm having that going on. I got a weird back thing going on but i'm on spring break so that's good Mm -hmm. so i've been doing a lot of laundry thrilling Mm. and uh end of this week i'm going on a field trip going with the trium society it's like a honors (coughs) music (coughs) society or something okay i'm not actually a part of it i'm just chaperoning but we're going to orlando the kids are going to perform at universal studios so we get to go down there for a couple of days. So I'm really looking forward to that. Nice. And uh, yeah, that's all I got going on. Cool, cool, cool. There's no easy way around it. Last of Us is over. Mm. I've seen the last of the last of us. Yes. Or uh, for now. For now. They have still quite a bit of source material to tell. I'd say you could easily get a three to four to five seasons out of both those games. And that's... You know, there's been talks with a last of for a Last of Us three front runner of that. He says there's always talks. We've always talked about it. What are your thoughts I, on that? Would you need it? Would you want one? Uh, the games? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I've got to be honest. I haven't played the second one yet. But I, you don't hear as much about that one as like uh, 
you know, it doesn't stand out as, as being as great as the first one, which is hard mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. You know? It's very hard to do. But um, I, I think that part of what made this show so good was that it did stick to the game and people mm-hmm. were so familiar with the game and loved the game so much. I've a lot of people watched it who never played the game, I'm sure, obviously, but yes. um, it was just so well received, right? So I, I, may, I worry a little bit about adding material that we don't have or using material that maybe wasn't as good or whatever, but yeah. I'm yeah. going to have faith because uh, they, they really did it right with this first season. And I mean, we could talk finale, right? So spoilers, you're caught up. Everyone's spoilers. Caught up. You have been warmed. I got so excited in the first couple minutes of this episode when I realized that the mom was um, was Ashley Johnson, mm-hmm. who was the voice of Ellie in the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you recognize that even when she's like grunting and just doing certain sounds, mm-hmm. it sounds like Ellie. You know, you, you recognize it. So if you play the game, you knew right away. And that was such a cool connection for be, uh, Scar. Blah, blah. Baby, baby, if I could speak, it was such a cool connection uh, for them to have Ashley play Ellie's mom. Yes, that was genius. Loved it. Well, if you remember, James in the previous episode is Troy Baker, who voiced Joel. I didn't even catch him. Yeah, uh, he's with the the preacher most of the episode. Okay, he points the gun at Ellie, and he's like, "James, lower the gun." He he's holding her down with the preacher and gets the the butcher knife to the yeah yeah the I remember him now okay that's, that's Troy Baker wow smart yeah the voice to Joel a fantastic Joker voice and hundreds of other voices and then in the, like you said in this episode we got to see Ashley as the mother of Ellie which so great oh, so beautiful mm-hmm. yeah. and I I loved bringing back those two just because they loved this world that they helped build mm-hmm. and, and it was really cool not just how they did it but that they did it yeah. and i think that it, it's a testament to not just what they did for the last of us video game but the respect that these showrunners and the creators of the show <laughs> have for what they laid laid yeah. the blueprint for so, oh yeah absolutely 100 percent. and when you do that kind of stuff your show's successful like I mean, like we said, The Last of Us is probably the best video game to other entertainment IP. I can't think of anything that that did it better. No. Not at all. Sonic was my go-to answer for that up until now, but um, yeah. yeah. Ooh, so good. Everyone else needs to take notes. This is how you do it. Indeed. These guys can do any video games they want to <laughs> now. Maybe they should be the ones to do your Bioshock. Is that happening or what? Do we know? It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. It's an HBO thing, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they would be perfect. Yeah. I think they'd be great. Oh, it'd be so Let's make it happen. Where do I sign? The sad thing is, is we ended on Joel lying to Ellie. Yeah. And it's like, oh, there's not another episode. Oh, God, we're going to have to sit on this until the next season comes out. And it'll probably be a long time. Yeah. But it'll be worth the wait, I'm sure. Absolutely, it will be. I can't rave enough about it. I think Last of Us was fantastic. I can't wait for more. I hope that they continue this path with a lot of 
if they're going to continue video games or bringing back old shows going this path, this nine or 10 episode season where each episode is quality over 22 episode quantity. I just think that this new blueprint that they've got is the way to go. I can't imagine that it would, that it would be good, but you never know. But like, there's never been a grand theft auto movie or Mm -mm. TV show or anything like that. And, you know, I'm not knocking Grand Theft Auto because I love those games. And a lot of them actually do. I've really like the fifth one that has mm-hmm. been around for 10 years or so now. Um, they've put it out on like every console. They keep re-releasing yeah. it because it's so good and it's got a great story embedded in it as well. So I don't know if, if, if that would turn out good or not, but that's one that I could see somebody doing at some point. I, I think if I were to see it, one of them in, in, Another IP, I would have to say uh, either 3 or Vice City. I think Vice City would make such a cool, vibrant set and the way they could do it all. The 80s thing. Yeah. Bright and 80s and Miami feel mixed with that Scarface feel, mixed with like a a neon type feel. I mean, it's just Vice City would be cool. 3 would be great, but your lead character is a mute, so (laughs) it's going to be little difficult but yeah five would be fantastic the fifth one has a lot of uh character stuff that, mm-hmm. that they could do a lot of background and um three major characters that you could mm-hmm. you know play with so yeah yeah it'd it's be fun, there it'd be some fun stuff speaking of uh award-winning awesomeness uh the oscars were this week yeah uh, nope. this past weekend no um, slaps this year uh no slaps uh, Other than clapping, yes. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel obviously had a lot of fun to say about last year's Oscars. A lot of jokes. Um, he's a pretty good host from the clips that I've seen, and you know, there's not been any, a lot of negative said on social media. So I guess Jimmy Kimmel did pretty good. I want to talk about a snub first. Okay. The fact that the Batman didn't get nominated for cinematography. I think is 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 one of the biggest snubs of the Oscar season. Didn't even think about that. <clears throat> Didn't even get a nomination for cinematography, and it goes to show that even though Black like uh, Wakanda Forever got a nomination, it just it, there's still this stigma. Uh, Wakanda that. Forever did not get a nomination for cinematography. No, 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 not for cinematography. You just Cost- mean in general? Yeah, just in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I'm pretty sure it got for costumes or something. Uh, and yeah, costume design. And Angela was nominated for best supporting actress. Best supporting actress. Yeah, <clears throat> but that's uh, there's still this stigma in the Oscars world towards comic book films, and it's still such a rarity. But the fact that the cinematography for Batman didn't even get a nomination, I think, is insane. The only one out of the ones that were nominated for cinematography that I saw was Elvis um, empire of light tar Bardo false chronicle of a handful of truths. And then the winner was all quiet on the Western front, which won a lot of stuff. So yeah. it must be pretty great. Uh, I, I didn't see a lot of the, uh, the movies that were nominated this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, but Batman did get nominated for best makeup and hairstyling. It did. It did got get nominated for best makeup, which I mean, the penguin alone should. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's 
where that came from. But I just thought I was when I saw the cinematography category, I just thought there was that was one of the biggest snubs of the season. I was like, mm. God, it was such a beautiful movie, like cinematography wise. And this is the same guy who did Mandalorian. Like it's the same cinematographer. I just think that it needed a little bit more credit. But congratulations to all the winners. I mean, best picture, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. It's got to be good. I've I've heard good things about it even before this. Yeah, so, it yeah. broke our reigning record for Return of the King. Held the record for most awarded movie ever, and yeah. now the king has been dethroned. Yeah, but uh, twenty years later. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think that it sounds like it was a good one to dethrone it. So uh, apparently it's the best handling of the multiverse that people have ever seen. I Yeah, I've heard really great, great things about it. So and I think it says a lot that uh, Top Gun Maverick was included in that nomination for best picture. Yeah, that one, Avatar, All Quiet on the West Front, the Banshees of... Einisherin. So a lot of these I don't even. Yeah, hear see, of. see, the Banshees is uh, Colin Farrell and uh, Brendan Gleeson. Uh, Elvis, which I did see, the Fablemans, which I haven't seen yet, but I hear good things. That's a mm-hmm. Spielberg thing. Tar, Top Gun, I did see. Triangle of Sadness, Women Talking. Uh, no uh, nominations for uh, the Woman King. No, actually, the Woman King. Uh, nope. There were a lot of snubs this year for uh, some pretty strong and fantastic uh, movies helmed by people of color. Did you see uh, the the Woman King? I did. It was breathtaking. <sighs> yeah, it was uh, intense. It, was, it just they don't make a lot of movies like that no. <laughs> anymore. And of course, you cannot fault the fact that Brendan Fraser finally, finally. Got the Oscar win. Yeah. And finally is getting recognition in the past two years that he never got 20 years ago. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm dying to see the whale. I mean, Austin Butler was great. Colin Farrell. Bill Nye is as great in everything he does. Yeah. Uh, Paul Mescal. I mean, these are great names to be in the running with. But the fact that Brennan finally got it, I mean, it was just look at the hell he went through. For the last 20 years almost. Mm. You know from being snubbed. And shunned. And ignored. To making this triumphant comeback. Starting with Doom Patrol. I mean of all places. Is where he he started getting seen again. So it's pretty awesome. And of course Michelle Yao. For best actress. Yep. Congratulations to her. Uh, she, She is in the running. With Anna de Armas. Kate, Bl- Kate Blanchett, Michelle yeah. Williams, and Andrea Rasborough. Wow. A lot of great performers there. And and just awesome. Awesome. And, of course, I also got a little teary-eyed when Best Supporting Actor mm-hmm. was announced. And it uh, was Harrison Ford who uh, presented it, right? Uh, he actually got to present... Um, Best I, picture. He I saw presented. the two of the yeah, that yeah. was it. I saw the two of them have a little interaction. Yeah. It was really sweet. Yeah. Oh, that was so cool. Finally, 
Finally, also, there was another story of return and disappeared for years and came back and was accepted back and has been putting in killer work since he returned. Key winning it and also Jamie Lee Curtis getting a Best Supporting Actress Oscar. Like, oh, my God, like these names are like these movie names and these people who won the big awards are not your it wasn't your typical Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I and, loved that. And I haven't seen anything in that category for best supporting actress, except for black Panther. Mm-hmm. But these other ladies had to have been really stellar to beat Angela Bassett, because in my opinion, man, she had one of the greatest performances Absolutely. Uh, in the MCU so far in the Absolutely. whole 12, however many years it's been going, uh, really stood out. Incredible. Absolutely. I mean, best director was also everything everywhere all at once. I mean, just a, a pretty, a pretty decent Oscars this season, you yeah. know, no, no slap, not your regular winners. It was cool to see like quote unquote, the underdogs yeah. uh, get some notice, get some, uh, some accolades and some recognition. And I, I hope that that continues upward uh, because we are, you know, we're in the 95th, season of academy awards that, that's insane 95 years yeah and, and only nine years until will smith can return yeah to the yeah Oscars. exactly we got one down big will did you uh did you see the chris rock special i haven't watched it yet yeah Does i saw he... it I, I watched it live is he angry <laughs> he uh i i, I don't know Would i don't you know s- did you feel uncomfortable it's he did let's just say he does not hold back at all he he really uh i mean but he's had almost a year to sit on that you know Mm -hmm. so i don't know i know he got a lot of backlash like yeah maybe he went too far um i'm not sure i'm not sure (laughs) but i'll I'll have to watch it and we'll uncomfortable might be a good way to to describe it (laughs) okay Okay. Yeah. I'll check it out and let you know. Yeah. That's the all the the prep talk that I want to talk about. I want to get to our interview. Yeah, I, I knew you'd be excited for this one. So we're going to be joined by a friend of mine from college, Danielle Threet. She lives in the middle Tennessee, Nashville area right now. And um, she is sort of getting to have a little bit of success with voice acting. Mm-hmm. She's got a very successful TikTok account, which we will make sure uh, that we mm-hmm. do a plug for. Everything will be in the show's notes there as we well. Go. Yeah. And um, yeah, so she, she had a, some good advice for anyone who's interested in um, voice acting and talked about her experience and some of the great people she's worked with. So we will get to that after a word from our sponsors. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is brought to you by Tennessee Legend Distillery. Established in the summer of 2015, Tennessee Legend Distillery is more than just another moonshine stop in the Smoky Mountains. From our multi-award-winning silky smooth salted caramel whiskey to our King Snake two-year-old bourbon whiskey, our local favorite vodka. And even our legendary line of cream liqueurs, there is something for everyone. 
Focusing on a small town vibe, our family and friend owned and operated business has kept us grounded to the heritage of the volunteer state with our fun, courteous, and smiling staff. Come in for free tastings and leave with your spirit of choice, whether it be Richard's Damn Good Gin or the legendary Hammershine. You can find us on social media by searching Tennessee Legend Distillery, where you can see behind-the-scenes features, new deals, and our always fan-favorite Thirsty Thursday cocktail recipes. Now, we do have two locations here in Sevierville, one on Highway 66, one on Newport Highway. We also have locations in Cookville and Nashville. If you do visit our Sevierville location located at 870 Winfield Dunn Parkway, Tell them the guys at 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. You'll receive a free shot glass and 15% off your purchase. What are you waiting for? Come be a legend at Tennessee Legend Distillery. Cheers to you, nerds. Rolling out, no worries, no cares. When the car came out of nowhere. That's when my whole world changed Pills for the pain, medical bills insane Lucky for me, I dialed OEB Boom! Turn your wreck into a check The ones for you now call OEB Law Boom! Turn your wreck into a check We got your back now call OEB Law Woke up all broke up and messed up Laying there in pain as if it wasn't bad enough Couldn't work much and the bills are piling up Insurance company wasn't paying up I was down, I was out, but I wasn't quite done Called 5461111 You're in pain, yeah, we got you You can't pay, yeah, we got you too Boom, turn your wreck into a check The ones for you now call OEB Law Boom, turn your wreck into a check We got your back now, call OEB Law Boom, turn your wreck into a check We got your back now, call OEB Law Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, Links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points are a companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Hi, this is Danielle Three, voice actress, and don't want to make the Furby and Nerdy podcast. Now, never more stop, Timmy. I know that voice. 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 And I know that voice. I know that voice. I know that voice. And you'll say exactly that. I know that voice. I know that voice. Welcome back, nerds and nerdettes. And we are joined by a friend of mine who I haven't seen or heard from in a long time. So I'm really excited that we've got her on the show. Miss Danielle Three. Danielle, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Why don't you just sort of introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us a little bit about yourself and what's been going on in your life these days? Well, I am a hospice nurse full-time and a part-time voice actress who is also trying to get into full-time voice acting. Um, I have a basically a full-time TikTok channel right now, and that's kind of how I got started. 
Um, I'm one of 11 children and <laughs> parents did uh, foster care for 16 years. We adopted nine. Um, so my youngest sister's nine, just turned nine. I'm turning 30, funny enough, haha, 30 and nerdy. I'm turning 30 in a couple weeks on April 3rd. So I'm just like, ah, I feel like an old lady now, it's fine. Just go well, give me my depends and wheel me out the door. Welcome <laughs> to, the, to the club. <clears throat> I'm actually having those, not depends problems, but like you, you get to the point in your 30s where you wake up and things hurt and you don't know how or why. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I'm, I'm experiencing that. Uh, I've woken up right and now. my feet hurt and I'm like, why? I didn't do anything. That's how it goes. So you're, you're, uh, you're getting up there with uh, the rest of us uh, on the old man and old lady problems. <laughs> so Danielle and I know each other because we are graduates of Tusculum, well, Tusculum University now. I always forget that. Now, see, Thanks. I actually so- transferred to Belmont only two years in. I only got to know you for the first oh, two years. So you didn't finish at Tusculum. I, I probably left like the year after you came. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You okay. graduated. Right. And then you went on. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we knew each other in college. Uh, and I believe first we were in the band program together. So you would have mm-hmm. come in, I guess, the year that I was the drum major. Mm-hmm. You, you were drum major that year. And um, Corinne was captain. And I ended up being the co-captain for that year. On the color guard. Mm-hmm. Color guard. And then we did theater together, which mm-hmm. has been a huge part of your life. Obviously, mine and Tyler's as well. We talk about theater a lot, uh, even mm-hmm. here on the show. So we, the, what some of the fondest memories that I have um, of my time there was when we did You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Yeah. One, one of the most fun shows that I've ever been a part of. And that show was my very first lead in a musical, a Sally. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. My okay. very first lead. Okay. So you saw that one, right, Tyler? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I find that when you have the shows that have those smaller casts like that, mm-hmm. there's a, the bond, you know, is really strong. It's like, I, I just remember we all were very tight and we had mm-hmm. a lot of fun on that show. And I remember one of my favorite things was the president of the college came one day I and remember she, this. She had, oh gosh, like a group of 20 something people. She with had her. her entourage. Oh yeah. And so we decided we were going to just have a little fun at her expense. And I can't really remember exactly what was said or whatever, but we messed with her. I do remember what was said funny enough. Okay. It was, are you mad at the rocks and the trees and the sky and all of this? And I'm like, I'm mad at everything. And you go, well, are you mad at Dr. Moody? <laughs> and I, everyone's just started laughing and she looked at me dead in the eyes. Yeah. And I never forget. I looked at her and I went, well, I don't, how am I going to respond? And I, I just went very like, nah, she's okay. <laughs> and I turned around. Yeah. She's like, that's a smart answer. She looked at me. She's like, good answer. Good answer. She was fun, but we had a lot of fun. So, uh, uh so before we get into, into the business side of things here, Congrats are in order. You are engaged, yes? Uh, right? Yeah, I am. So you've got the big wedding coming up. Do you have a date set for that? October 21st. Wow, okay. So I'm why, so excited. Why October? Was there a special? Um, 
not particularly. There wasn't like a special reason per se, other than um, my fiance, David and I, we both really enjoy the fall. I kind of picked it mainly because it's his favorite season. Mm. And um, I think the colors and like if we plan it just right, it's like right in the peak foliage where it's really, really pretty outside and it's not too cold. It's not too hot. I'm like, that's like the perfect time for an outdoor wedding with all the Mm. pretty colors and just the right temperature if you can land it right. Otherwise, we're going to be doing it in my parents living room and it's still going to work out. (laughs) So We're going to make it work. So it's going to be like in the Nashville area. then. Mm -hmm. It's going to be up in a up in a cross plains. Okay. Uh, about maybe 40 minutes north. Well, maybe 30, 30, 40 minutes north of Nashville. Uh, Tyler, if you had to give one piece of advice to someone who's planning a wedding. Help. Your, um, uh, due to your, your recent experiences, what would you say? Um, let things fall the way they should. And don't mm-hmm. stress when things do or don't go your way. And while accepting suggestions, you know, smile at people. But at the end of the day, all you need is you and him and the person asking you if you do or not. So don't sweat the small stuff pretty much Mm -hmm. because everything that's meant to happen will happen. Yay. I love that. That's so pretty. Uh, did you, were you a fan of, uh, of how I met your mother, Danielle? Did you ever watch that? I, I, I'm a terrible human being. I never really watched it, but what I have seen of it, the few episodes I've watched are fabulous. Mm, It's a great show. There's very funny. One episode where two of the main characters are getting married and it's like, they, all they want to do is eat. They just want to sit down and have dinner, but they're being pulled (laughs) in all these Yeah, they're being pulled in all these different directions to take pictures and to do this. And they never get to eat. Then they end up like going to a burger joint at the end of the night. <clears throat> so every time I go to a wedding, I think about that. It's true, that though. Sounds it's true. You'll like be t- you'll be pulled in a thousand <laughs> directions. Yeah. And you'll be the last to eat. Mm-hmm. So, so snack before. Yeah. I'm going to be looking at everyone going, do not get in the way of my food. <laughs> so- Have some. Have somebody while you're off taking the the pictures with the, the the bridal party. Have someone in charge of like getting your plate and having mm-hmm. it ready for you, so that you could just go eat, do your thing, and then do all the other stuff afterward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so my mom yeah. will be in charge of that. Uh, before we talk more about the voice acting stuff, another big thing that we talk about here on this show, and right now it's super relevant because in wrestling we have WrestleMania this time of year it's coming Uh, up in like two weeks so that's like the super bowl for wrestling mm. um and a few months ago uh you were posting on uh, facebook or something that you were live at monday night raw in nashville Mm -hmm. and (laughs) i kind of got a kick out of it because i think you said something like oh i've never been anything like this before never what to expect so we're big wrestling fans the two of us coming from someone who's not really a wrestling fan tell me your thoughts it was, it was an experience. <laughs> I will say that, but you, I, what's so funny was if you go back and find that episode, David, my fiance and I, and my brother, Elijah, this was um, his Christmas gift was taking him to Monday night raw. And it was the three of us. And here we are, you can see us in the camera. We're right by the ring. 
he got us great seats and you can see me just hooping and hollering like an idiot uh, on this camera <laughs> i thought it was it was so it was so dumb but it was the freaking funniest most awesome thing that i've ever mm-hmm. seen mm-hmm. yeah a lot of it's uh pretty silly especially from the outside looking in but i also feel like as a theater kid you can probably appreciate the production as a value theater of it kid, the, the overacting was was on par oh <laughs> uh, yeah then a lot of them are not great actors so you have no. to just look past that part of it but <laughs> you know Cena. don't even get me started <laughs> on that but it, if you think about the lights and the music and just the whole spectacle of it the and, atmosphere and the, the crowd involvement all of that stuff that's that's where the money's at right there oh yeah so, uh, all right, so let's uh, let's get into some questions about about why you're here and what's going on. You said you have practically a full time TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not really a TikTok person. You got to forgive me. I, I didn't follow you on TikTok until today because I don't really follow anybody on TikTok. But uh, how, how did that? How did the TikTok thing get started? It was it was wild. So nurse working through COVID, um, all through 2020, 2021, I was getting super depressed. Uh, my anxiety was through the roof. I was just like, I didn't know which end was up most days. Right. And I would come home every day, just so drained. And I loved like scrolling on TikTok just for the funny cat videos initially. And it made me feel a little better at the end of the day. Um, but I got to a point where I was like, ah, I kind of want to make something. And I made a couple like funny nursing videos and some of them did pretty decently. And I got up to like, I want to say like 25,000 followers just from little goofy stuff here and there that I would occasionally post. And then I really didn't think much of it. And then one afternoon after a really bad shift at work, I was just like, I just want to do something fun, just something completely off the wall. And I was like, you know, what would be fun. And my mom had um, had talked to me about it in the past. Cause she knows I do voices and I sing of course, cause the musicals. And I was like, you know, it'd be really fun. So I took, um, the, the song, I just can't wait to be King from the Lion King. I took the video and the audio and I completely removed all the vocals. And then I replaced it all with my own vocals, the entire ensemble, every character. And I synced it up with the footage from the movie. And I posted that to TikTok. And the first couple days, it got like a thousand views. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Got a lot of views. In my world, that was a lot of views at the time. And the next thing I know, it was seen by the creator of Phineas and Ferb, Dan Povenmire. Mm-hmm. And he loved it. And not long after that, the video went pretty viral. It got like 90,000 views (laughs) and a bunch of people were commenting and saying, and Dan included, they were like, you need to make more of these. And I was like, cool, I have a thing. Let me make more. And about a year and a half has gone by and a bunch, a bunch of voiceovers from all different kinds of animation, Nickelodeon, Disney, live action films, TV shows, everything. I, I do everything. Uh, I, as of today, I hit 171.3 thousand followers. Yeah, I was just looking at that. <clears throat> That's awesome. I have, 
I have worked very hard for it. And as a result of doing all those videos and the connections I've made through TikTok, I've managed to um, land a professional job of which I am not allowed to speak of at the mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. Um, because I am still mm. under the the dreaded NDA. NDAs. I'm so excited. I'm I I can say that it is with yeah, I just I can't so. say what it is. Right. Okay. I can not give any detail until officially announces it. Yeah. They 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 reserve the right to spill the beans first. That's the contract. Yeah. But once I am, once uh, once uh, I get the go ahead from the powers that be, I will Absolutely. tell you. Yeah, I'll be very excited to hear about Absolutely. that. Absolutely, because I'm a d guy too. So, but that's great. I, I I'm I'm so excited to tell you what it is. I I, I wish I could. It's it's. Yeah. I have been sitting on this since last since June, since I knew I got it. Mm -hmm. I have been sitting on this since June and it is driving me nuts. I think I remember you posting like I signed a contract today or something like that. Mm -hmm. That was a long time ago. But um, hopefully here in the next month or two, I'll get to talk about it because it's supposed to be coming out in the summer. So you've already done it? I recorded it back in August and then I have to go in for what's called ADR. Um, mm -hmm. Some point here, and I would say the next month or so, I'm going to have to do some ADR. Um, ADR is essentially dubbing. So what they'll do is they'll do an initial recording of, of animation. Like if it's an episode, a movie, they're going to do a, a first recording. And then a few months later, they'll come back and have you do what's called ADR. And the animation at that point will be mostly done. And they'll animate based on your original recording. And then if there's any changes they want to make to the script or if the action changed as they animated it and re-storyboarded it, they may have you go, hey, we like what you did the first time, but we kind of decided to change the action in the scene. So now we're going to have you re-record that line doing a different action. Mm -hmm. And they'll help you um, plug in the holes. So they'll go back in and correct a line. They'll add a whole new line that wasn't there. They'll delete a line that they don't think fits anymore. It's basically like making the final draft. And I don't know if you can answer this or not. Um but I've seen on a lot of uh, animated shows that when a voice actor is hired, yeah, they're there for like uh, this main part, but they also have to do fill in spots as well. Like guy in the crowd and you uh -huh. know, kid number two and whatever. Did you have mm -hmm. to kind of do that? I as did. Well? I, um, for the, for the thing that I made, um, I am the, the main voice that I'm doing through the whole thing. And then at one point I did another voice that's like a line, but, um, I did fill in another voice, like a, a little minor piece. Mm -hmm. Um, but I changed my voice completely for that other piece. Right. So, um, uh, it's, it's very, two very different characters. Mm -hmm. So you obviously got the TikTok going during the pandemic as a lot of people did. Uh, mm -hmm. but, in your earlier years, what what got you in st started in this? What got you interested in the voice acting world? Well, funny enough, 
my biggest thing was I was doing theater for the longest time. I actually went to New York a couple of years ago and auditioned for the national tour of frozen mm. and I, for, for Broadway, that was, that was my thing. And I'd always loved animation. Um, I just never really like considered it could be a job until the TikTok thing really took off. And the more I got into it, the more I realized, Hey, I actually really like this. This might be something I could do. And it, it just kind of blew up over the last year and I've not really known what on earth to make of it. Now I've, and it, it, it's like, I've met and networked with a lot of people in the industry and, and it's terrible because it's like, I don't, I don't want to like name names. Cause I don't want it to make it like, seem like, Oh, look who I know. Look who I'm friends with. It's I've, I've met some very like amazing like creators and um, voiceover like legends, honestly. Mm. Yeah. I will say one of them is Rob Paulson, uh, who's a voice of Pinky from Pinky and the Brain and Yakko from the Animaniacs. He's a very, very nice man. I actually created um, um, my demo, funny enough, with Bill Farmer, who's the voice of Goofy. Mm. He was my director. And... Oh, and I just need y'all to know, Bill is literally like all of these people. Uh, Brock Powell is my coach, and um, he is um, he's been the longtime voice of the Kool Aid Man uh, oh, for probably oh, about wow. like he's one of the most. I think he's like one of the most recent voices of the Kool Aid Man. He voiced him, I want to say, in like the mid late two thousands. Um, like he's he's one of the more recent voices. Okay. Um, but he was the official voice for a bit. Um, but no, he's my coach and I've worked with, I've worked with Dan. I've met with Rob. I've worked with Bill and his son, Austin and Brock. And it's there. I'll tell you right now, the voiceover community is a very small, very tight knit group. And they're all incredibly nice. Everyone that I've met and worked with has been incredibly nice and very, very down to earth people there it's so great because they do they remind me of a bunch of just like they're just a bunch of kids having fun making goofy voices and they get to do it for a living but it's also a very very respected like art medium yeah Yeah. and there's like so much you can do with the human voice and it's so neat yeah Mm mm-hmm uh, I've got a little story about a uh, Bill Farmer. I met him, oh, eight or nine years ago at DragonCon uh-huh. in Atlanta. And I had sent him a tweet, um, you know, a couple weeks beforehand of a goofy Funko Pop. And this is when Funko Pops were like just starting to really be mm-hmm. a thing, right? And he was like, oh, cool. What even is that thing? He'd never seen one before. I was like, no way. So when I met him at DragonCon, I brought one for him to sign. And I also brought an extra one to give to him as a gift. Uh-huh. So the I assume the first goofy Funko Pop that Bill Farmer ever got was from me. Oh, yeah. Did he like it? He did. And he broke out into a big goofy voice is like a, his way of thanking me, I guess. And uh, we had a cool little interaction. So and that those pops are actually like worth a lot now. Signed or not, the goofy one is like way up in value. But uh, oh, that's so neat. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, he, he was really nice. He <clears> is <throat> it. My story of when I met him, he was he, it's funny. I got I recorded 
at his home. He's got a little home studio in his backyard. And, mm. and it, it was just the funniest thing. He and his wife were renovating the week I was there. And half of the contents of this poor man's house were in his backyard. There's lots of power tools. There was wood everywhere. People were coming in and out working. And um, Brock took me to the back and I was getting ready to go into the little studio. And Bill comes out and he's like, you hear him just going, rah, tip, rah, tip, and he's trying to get over all the stuff out and trying to get out his back door. And um, he, um, I went to like hold my hand out to like shake his hand and introduce myself. He goes, Oh, I'm sorry about the mess. And I was like, I was like introducing myself and he went, Oh no, no, no. Come here. We give hugs. And I was like, it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> I was like, you are not going to act like a big five-year-old right now. You're going to be professional and you're going to be polite, <laughs> but he actually was literally just the nicest man. And he great he's and he's a great instructor too. He gives great direction. I am not a Phineas and Ferb guy or whatever, but I have this memory of you. It might be the first time I ever met you. You had a hat, I want to say, that had the platypus on it. I had the you know Perry what I'm talking hat. about, Perry. right? And then, you know, just I don't know. Pretty recently, you post a picture oh. with the guy that who did the voice of of the platypus. That was um. Um, doc, uh, that was Dan. He's the voice okay. of Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Right. Okay. He's the evil doctor that fights Perry the platypus. Uh, yeah. But no, Dan's also incredibly kind. Very, very nice man. Like they, um, they were very, very helpful. They've been very supportive of me, like trying to get my TikTok figured out and trying to figure out how to get started in professional voice acting. They've been very instrumental in helping me kind of like figure out where I'm going. And, and, um, Dan was the one who got me in contact with them to make that demo because Bill and his son, Austin run a demo company over in LA called tune house Inc. And they, that's what they do is they make voiceover demos for people. Um, they do animation, video games, narration, audiobooks, stuff like that. Um, I purpose, I specifically worked on an um, animation demo. So does Bill Farmer, because he does, I mean, countless things for Disney in a calendar year. I mean, mm -hmm. things for the park, things on games, things on the shows, the kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen every episode of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse probably six or seven times each because of my daughter. So <laughs> like, does he get to do this stuff from home or does he actually have to go into disney i or... think i i think he can do either because that's what a lot of um see voice acting really used to be pretty like an la hollywood thing but kind of post covid like it was already kind of heading that direction where people could do it a little more remotely mm -hmm. and then covid hit and it really just turned into all remote for a bit because people couldn't go into the studio and now it's really opened up like the internet and zoom and recording through zoom and all that. It's, it's really opened up like a whole avenue of allowing like people that don't live in LA to do LA based voice acting. And that's kind of what I'm doing now. When I recorded my project back in August, um, I asked them if they needed me to come to LA and they're like, Oh no, you can record in Nashville. We'll, we'll just pipe in through zoom. And I was like, cool. Saves me a plane ticket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paulson, who you uh, 
talked about earlier had a especially in the pandemic he would travel to his friend's house and set up one mic and they just talk voice acting and all that and uh he was also a big i'm a big fan of of his as well as uh jim cummings oh uh, yeah who's a legend you know winnie the pooh darkwing duck all those amazing voices oh yeah uh have you yes have you seen uh i know that voice oh yeah i did I watched that documentary, funny enough, um, at the recommendation of Dan, because <laughs> he's like, you need to watch that. It's really good. He's like, you might recognize some people he's in there. In I'm it. like, oh, yeah. I it's, good. Yeah. it's a fantastic documentary, though, mm-hmm. because as a 90s baby, you're sitting there watching that going, oh, I know them. I know them. Exactly. Oh, I know you too. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good title for it because you really are doing that. Oh, I know that voice. I know that voice. <clears throat> And you don't realize like how many of them um, that you really do recognize, Mm -hmm. you know, so. What are some voice artists that you look up to or enjoy? Mm -hmm. It's, it's funny, but like, I, I love like, um, obviously funny enough, Dan and, and Bill and Rob, because I loved their stuff growing up, but I also really um, enjoy Tara Strong she's eg daily like the nancy cartwright the the greats the animation greats um but it's like it's true because they voiced oh jason marsden um funny enough i actually auditioned with him once um for beauty and the beast um it was at a community theater called spring house in smyrna back in like 2017 he was auditioning for lumiere and i met him at the callbacks and he is, he's, he's a funny guy. He is very, very nice and very patiently put up with everyone while they stop to take pictures during the audition. Um, but no, it's voices like them. Uh, I, it's like, we all recognize them. I grew up watching them and I don't really necessarily know if I have a favorite voice because each voice that I listened to growing up has to me, like a unique color to it. It's just like, mm. oh, I like them for this. Oh, I like them for their comedy. Oh, I like them for their drama. I like mm. them because of just the crazy characters they can come up with. It's all of them have something so unique that they add. And I appreciate them for the uniqueness that they add. I think Jim Cummings has got to be one of the most diverse. Well, no. Like, well, yeah, but like he has such a variety of things mm-hmm. that he can do <clears throat> and sometimes it's like you don't even realize that that it's him until you mm-hmm. see it in the credits or whatever mm-hmm. <clears throat> i'll tell so, you one, I, one one that goes uh unnoticed a lot is jess arnell oh yeah the rock star of the voice acting world as he's called mm-hmm. um, or um d bradley baker we are fans of d bradley yes and so this show the bad batch i don't know mm-hmm. how into star wars you are danielle but yeah that's the, okay. I was gonna say, that's the star wars show so he does the bad batch and so he for years did the voice of the clones on the clone wars, mm-hmm. wars show. yeah and this is a whole series about this batch of like five or six clones who were like just kind of different or i don't know how you want to describe it something went wrong when they were being made or whatever so he each one is its own character and he voices every single one of them and does all of them differently and mm-hmm. he's the voice of basically the entire show. It's amazing. 
I love that. Yeah, man. no, you should check it out. Like even just an episode, just so you can hear all the diversity. Oh, I know. And and D. Bradley Baker actually, funny enough, did the voice of Perry the Platypus. He does that little that little uh, grumble. Uh, oh, hold on! I actually have it. Hold on! I need to show it to you because my mom gave it to me for Christmas. Nice. <laughs> D. Bradley Baker, he did um, he did Avatar The Last Airbender. He was mm-hmm. Appa and Momo. Mm-hmm. And um, he that's what D. Bradley is known so much for is his his creature noises, his creature sound effects. He mm-hmm. he that man can do every animal grumble, growl, roar you can possibly think of. If if it's in animation and it's an animal noise, he probably did it. And also the guy, uh, oh my gosh, I can't the redheaded guy alan he, tudyk yes yeah yes 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 he's and then he's Frank got Oz, i know did voices a long time too uh yeah he did yoda up until as recently as the the sequel series mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. of the star wars movies uh tyler and i are big batman fans and if you ask us who our favorite batman is we're gonna tell you it's the late great kevin conroy yep kevin you know. conroy that's that's the guy right there. Yeah. So uh, yesterday you had a pretty cool experience that I'm anxious to hear about. You got to be a guest on a podcast called We Hear Voices mm-hmm. with a couple of pretty well-known hosts on there. Uh, tell us about that whole experience. That was, um, yeah, that's the I Hear Voices uh, podcast. It's um, hosted. Oh, no. Uh, it's hosted by Christy Carlson Romano and Will Friedle. Uh, who many recognize as Kim Possible and Ron Stoppable. But if you're like a Boy Meets World fan, you know mm-hmm. Will. Um, and then Christy was also on Even Stevens for many years. Um, they were very, very nice. Um, I got to film for their podcast yesterday. Um, so what's going on right now is they're hosting a contest for, um, basically they're calling it the super awesome contest to find the next great voice actor. And that's actually the title. <laughs> so they apparently announced it. I don't remember hearing about it this far back, but apparently it was announced back at uh, San Diego Comic-Con earlier this past year. And it was being really promoted by the folks over at Critical Role mm-hmm. um, and that like work on Vox Machina and stuff like that. Cause Will's a big D and D guy and he works a lot with all of those guys. And um they were doing a lot of cross promotion and it led up to this contest and they said, Will said it was thousands and thousands of submissions and they had to narrow it down to 16 finalists. And somehow on, I don't know how it happened, but I ended up as one of the 16 finalists (laughs) and I got to record yesterday. So the contest is every episode, two of the 16 finalists go head to head and one gets eliminated at the end and it goes on to the next week until there's eight left. And it's, so it's going to be a while. This is going to be kind of a long contest. It's um, going to be, I'm trying to figure out exactly how it's lined up. So it's going to be going down to eight and then down to four and then down to the final two. And I um, recorded yesterday. I did my competitive piece and we ended the episode. So unfortunately i'm not allowed to say who won <laughs> okay do you so do you know when that's going to be released it's, i believe it's coming out sunday 
That's my understanding. So if you want to find out, you got to watch. And I know that's so lame. I don't like saying that, but I, they, what's funny is they didn't tell me if I was allowed to say or not. They never said I'm not technically under an NDA. I don't think but I'm trying to well, behave. Yeah, you and don't not want to spoil the. Don't want to no, spoil the I don't surprise. want to spoil it. Yeah, okay. And so, and I said it wrong. It's not we hear voices. It's I hear voices. I, I hear voices. Okay. Mm-hmm. So definitely look for that so we can uh, keep up with our girl here. Yeah. Which, ironically that's enough, uh, my favorite episode of that had Kevin Conroy on it. Yeah. Because uh, Will Fredale asks him his year. favorite. Yeah. He asks him, who's your favorite Batman? You can't say you, you can't say me. Because Will also voiced Terry McGinnis in Batman mm-hmm. Beyond. Mm-hmm. So he basically just was like, just kind of like, not, didn't really like throw in the white flag, just like I can't. He's like, ah, Keaton. So Michael Keaton's a great cool. Batman. Yeah. No, um, but yeah, they, um, Will and Christy um, were phenomenally nice. And they gave great direction, great notes. Um, I think the competition is going to be really, really interesting to see how it unfolds over the next several, several weeks. Well, we'll definitely pay attention to it. Yeah, it's going to be um, on Apple. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's on Spotify. And I believe they also put snippets on Instagram and YouTube. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and tiktok they have a and tiktok, TikTok. yes yeah. they have a tiktok as well yes uh so who are uh some of your favorite voices like not oh, voice artists but voices that but voices do. that you do. um i love there there's two that immediately stand out to me i love to do stitch from lilo and stitch and i love to do the 110 year old lady that hates chocolate from spongebob that says <laughs> no arms no legs sitting in the chair she has the oh god what is what's the line she goes you just can't wait for me to die can you <laughs> i like your wanda from fairly odd oh parents. wanda <laughs> I, like, I like your wanda well now i sound like wanda thanks a lot timmy <laughs> oh wow that's pretty good <laughs> i saw um because I went and looked at your TikTok a little bit today and just sort of looked at a few random ones. And one that I saw that I was very interested in was you did a Julie Andrews thing. Oh gosh. And where, I loved um, that. I did, where I, I showed it kind of like the older versus the younger. Yeah, You did the, you did like the Mary Poppins, Julie Andrews, and then you did the Prince's uh, diaries. Julie. Yeah. Andrews. She, she, it's, it's so interesting how her voice has evolved over time because it's like you can hear her and you know it's her, but you can also hear just over time where she had that damage and she had a mm-hmm. she had that horrible um, surgery in the '90s where she had I believe it was vocal nodules and she yep. was going to get them fixed and the surgeon completely botched it. Yep. And I'm like, you robbed the world of one of the greatest voices of her generation. Mm. <laughs> People, people wanted to riot, and I understandably so. Are you so Mary Poppins or Sound of Music? Which is your preference? Oh, that's so hard. Give, I us, give us, give us a line from from either one. Let's see a, a Julie Andrews line. Oh God, I'm trying to remember the dang lines. I could do the songs. I know those. Well, that works too. 
let's see, um, just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, the medicine go down, yeah. medicine go down. And then the hills are alive with the sound of music. And the way that Julie is just, Julie is phenomenal. She is just yes. so articulate. She just has such control over her breath, her consonants, her vowels. It's just, it's immaculate. I love it. Uh, I suppose it's the the British thing as well. That's sort it's of a very proper placement. Yes, yes, very proper, very forward. Mm. That's very <laughs> impressive. Sounds just like her. No, no, nobody sounds like Julie. But I like to think that I I can at least pick up her mannerisms a little bit. I think you nailed it. Well, that's where it st- <laughs> that's where it starts. Really, is picking up mannerisms is either mm-hmm. uh, impersonating or mm-hmm. doing caricatures of a of a character and then you just kind of fade eventually pick up everything to where it becomes easier natural uh oh no i i've enjoyed it a lot just because that's mainly what i do in my tiktok is i when i do these voiceovers i do the best i can to recreate the original voices from the scene Mm -hmm. and it's like i know that i am not a perfect impressionist by any stretch of the imagination but i do the best i can to pick up the nuances the idiosyncrasies that make that voice unique because mm-hmm. like if you were to like look at something like dr doofenshmirtz mm-hmm. he has he has that very grounded kind of groundly sounding to his voice he, he kind of has a little bit of an accent and he talks like he's you very the blood of us he, he's got that that grumble in his voice and it's so it's iconic to his character and that was really good by the way that's a very <laughs> difficult one to emulate josh i just want you to know that <laughs> she just did a pretty uh nigh impossible jo- voice to to emulate and she freaking killed it so <laughs> now i think one of the funniest things ever was when i went to la and i actually met with dan mm. um he laughed and he said give me your best doofenshmirtz and i was like oh god i'm gonna do doofenshmirtz for <laughs> doofenshmirtz don't screw this up and i did it and he laughed and he's like oh, that's pretty good that's pretty good yeah that's crazy it's a pretty good vote of confidence there. I was like, <laughs> don't I think? Do you do a Minnie Mouse? A little Minnie Mouse. Uh, I think I've heard that one. I'm doing a little bit of a Minnie Mouse, dear. Come to Minnie Mouse. I'm on the Minnie Mouse. <laughs> I do a little bit of an actual Mickey. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. See, that's one of my uh, actually my prized possessions that's not even hung up yet because. I don't know if I trust it being hung up is uh, I'm a big fan of Kingdom Hearts, the video games. Oh, I love Kingdom Hearts. And I have a big replica made out of oak of Mickey's Keyblade. And oh. jo- I was out of town and Josh took it to a fanboy to get the voice of Mickey to sign it. And he like no. put, a, he put a little quote from Mickey on the blade and then signed it. So it, it just it sits here like, what do I do with it? Do I shadow box it? Do I? I would shadow box it just yeah. so nothing touches it. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. We'll, we'll get you the little King Mickey Funko Pop to put in there too. Yeah, yeah. Yes. If I can get a Sora one too. That'd be cool. Oh yeah. Also, can we talk about the fact that the entire internet melted down when Sora got added to Smash Brothers Ultimate? Blew up. It internet blew up. was dead 
for about three hours. You could not yeah. get on Twitter. It was crashed. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, big, it was by it was far a bold, one of the bold addition. Reveals. Yeah. It was awesome. It made me excited for it. So. Oh, I cried like a big five-year-old. Unabashedly <laughs> going to admit that. I was like, I can't believe Sakurai is a madman. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he got the rights, but God bless him. <laughs> Money. Money talks. It's okay. Money talks. <laughs> Obviously, there are a lot of people around the, the world who are dream of being actors, voice actors, uh, and including myself. And what is some advice? that you would give to an aspiring voice actor? I would say something that served me very well in the last year and a half has been, don't be afraid to try something different. Even if you don't think it's that great, just work on it, try it and put it out there for people to see like TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, make a, make a platform because social media has really become like, a great way for artists to basically make a resume, make a demo, make a something that lets people openly see what you have to offer. And that's, that's literally what happened to me. I put myself on TikTok and I just so happened to be seen by the right people. Mm-hmm. And that's like the best thing that, that that's at least that's what worked for me. It might be a different thing for each person, but I I think the best advice I can give is don't be afraid to be bold and just put it out there. Just lay everything out and just have fun with it because you never know who's going to see it. Hmm. Good advice. I think it's uh, uh, Wayne Gretzky said you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Exactly. I love that. Uh, so what would you say to someone who wanted to send you their voiceover demo? Well, I was going to say, just because I would, I'm always would love to hear people's stuff. Do you have a full demo? Mm-hmm. Ooh, how'd you, did you make it yourself? Uh, yeah. Nice. With, uh, I'm just reading a small. Uh, okay. So there was this guy who used to do theater in Morristown. Uh, he's, mm-hmm. he's crazy. He's kind of out out there like mentally unstable but he also he also had a little stint doing some voice acting throughout uh-huh. the 80s and 90s and he had seen me in a couple shows and asked me you know things that i want to do and all that and i told him i said well i really want to do voice acting this is 10 12 years ago now and he did my demo for me oh wow uh, so i do have it uh it's it's about 10 years old but i do have it I'd have to listen to it. Um, now I will tell you just cause I'm a total noob at this myself. I'm still learning. Um, I would say, um, the best thing you can do is I actually, that's how I, um, got into the podcast contest with Christy and mm. Will was I submitted the demo I made in LA last year. Mm. Um, I would say you can post it to TikTok. Cause that's kind of what I did just because it, again, it, it puts out a really good sample of your work for people to see. Um, you can post it to YouTube, post it to Instagram, just put it basically on all of your main like social medias. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a real like, TikTok particularly is so interesting because 
you can, it, it's, it's hard because TikTok is like, it can either be a total flop or it'll take off and there's no rhyme or reason to it. I, I trust me, people have been trying to correct that algorithm code for the last few years and nobody can figure it out. And it's one of those things. It's just like you put it out there and you just, you just wing it. You hope for the best. It's, it's, um, now there's ways that you can kind of market yourself. Like kind of like, honestly, what I did was I just consistently would try to post it at least a couple times a week, um, to make sure that my channel stayed active. Mm -hmm. And I purposely would try to pick things that were like a minute or shorter because people tend to not engage as much past like the first like five, 10 seconds. Yeah. And that's where your viewership drops. So if you're going to make something that really like grabs people's attention and it starts pushing it to the for you page and more and more people start watching, you want something that's going to be attention grabbing, like in mm -hmm. the first five seconds. So like with my demo, I sing. So when I did my demo, I have a piece of me singing within the first three, four seconds. And in voice acting demos, especially for animation, it, singing is not something that is common among voice actors, funny enough. <laughs> and I learned that um, not every voice actor can sing. Mm -hmm. And if you have a demo that shows singing, it makes you more, quote unquote, sellable. So if you're able to sing and you can add that in there, that's a good thing to have in that demo. I would say, um, let like, I would love to hear it just so I kind of have an idea of where you're like, where your characters sit, like what your strong point is and all of that. And then honestly, Tune House, where I did mine in LA, they can also record remotely. They, mm -hmm. they offer that option. So you don't have to go all the way to LA to do it, but they really do make awesome demos. So I would say if you want to, because normally with voice acting demos, you kind of want to get them updated yeah. every few years. Um, now, the good thing about them is, is they can, they can last a while. I'd say probably about a decade, 15 years, but you've had yours for about 10, you said 10 to 12 now? Yeah, about 10 But 12. you got to think of a demo as like a business card. It's like a resume that you're mm -hmm. handing to somebody and you just want to make sure that the voices that you're doing in it are something that you can still do consistently. And you want to make sure that you're giving the most recent example of your work. Mm -hmm. And it, it's literally like making sure your resume is up to date. Didn't on your uh, demo, didn't you have a lot of like original characters? Mm -hmm. Oh, and that's how a, a demo should be is you want to do original stuff. Um, demos, you, you never want to do, never do impressions mm -hmm. ever in a voiceover demo because they don't want to hear your version of someone else. They want to hear you. Right. So now that being said, one good thing to know is if you're working on a voice that's yours, you can take aspects of other voices and make it into something new. So it's like, you're not trying to do your best copy of them. You're taking like little aspects from like 
if I was like, if I take the chocolate lady from SpongeBob, she sounds really old. Like she sm- she smokes six packs a day. But if I take that same accent and I lighten it up a little bit, now I kind of sound like this. That's not her. And it's also not a bunch of other things. That's just me. It's you can change it and take aspects. You can take dialects. You can take accents. You can take a nuance and kind of change it a little bit and make it yours. There, there's nothing at all. Like my, my coach Brock, he told me, he said, that's how you can come up with some of the best voices is you look at other people and you go, Oh, I really like this grit that he puts in his voice here. Or I like what she does with the up and down, up and down, like, ah, you can, a wobble. It's like, you can take little stuff like that and add your own twist to it. And it creates a whole new character. Mm -hmm. You'd be a really good Harley Quinn, by the way. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you, darling. Thanks, Mr. J. (laughs) Oh, that's one we can do at our voice off. You can, you can Joker and she can Harley. I'd do that. Perfect. Yeah. I'd love that. Do you do a good Joker? <clears throat> now, are we talking Mark Hamill Joker? Yeah. It's, it's a mix between Hamill and Troy Baker. Ooh, Troy Baker. Troy no, I'm Baker. sorry. I, I do have to agree that Mark, Mark is probably oh. the best Joker. Oh, he's our Joker. It's funny that our Batman and our Joker are both voice actors. Like, yeah. if we had our choice, like, if someone's like, rank your Batman and your Joker, they'd be like, they're both animated voice actors okay yeah. well still they did better than any live action version has ever done yeah. and oh, they did it with their absolutely. voice <laughs> uh. no and that's what that's what i love so much about voice acting is these voices a lot of people have no freaking clue what the actual actor looks like yeah yeah exactly like obviously and in live action i couldn't play superman no but i could voice superman mm-hmm. you could play anybody that's, i look at me and i'm like I'm I I always laugh. I'm like, that's the best kind of acting gig there is. Nobody cares what the freak you look like. As long as you sound like you look like that person, they don't care. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> like I could I can sound like Jessica Rabbit, but I sure as crap don't look like her. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that uh, Tim Curry was originally going to be the Joker in uh, oh the Batman God. animated series? And um, they decided it was too scary. He was so dark and, and what? So they had. To, I don't know if it exists anywhere. I've tried to look for you can, it. You can uh, find if you dig deep enough. But uh, I heard that from Kevin Conroy. He out of his that own mouth. Amazing. Yeah, when I, I met him, he uh, he was talking about that. And so then Mark Hamill took over. Oh, now see, and that's so hard because I would have loved to have seen a Tim Curry Joker. Oh, it'd have been mm. dark, but it'd have been awesome. Yeah. <sighs> I feel like we were robbed, but at oh. the same time, at the same time, we were given the Mark fact Hamill. that Mark Hamill was the replacement. Yeah, I, 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 as much as I loved him, you, you could not have a better Joker. Yeah, right. agreed. He, like when I think of Joker, that's who I immediately think of as yeah. Mark. Proof that if Frankenfurter can't do it, Luke Skywalker can. <laughs> <laughs> See, we could have had a if. We we could have had a musical episode. He come out and sing "Sweet Transvestite" in in uh, fishnet hose. Oh, he could have. Oh, that okay. would be an interesting Halloween episode with the Joker. <laughs> that would be funny. Or toxic love from Fern Gully. Oh. Ooh, 
That's a great song. It is a fantastic song. Have you ever seen the background of the behind the scenes of him doing it in the? Oh yeah. Oh. Oh my God, I love that man. I love Tim Curry. Oh. I, bless his soul. He's a, he had that horrible stroke several years ago, oh, and no. now he's it's he's wheelchair bound, oh, and it's so sad. sad. That'll be a sad one to lose. No, oh, my God. Yeah, that'll be and tough. Dick Van Dyke. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I can't. He is 97, 98. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, and he was, did you see he was on Mass Singer yep. just a couple weeks ago? Yep. I heard him sing and I went, oh my God, is that who I think it is? <laughs> he got a few bars in and I went, that is not who I think it is. Because how is he up there doing it? Because I know that sounds like him, but how is he doing it? Hmm. And here he comes. He comes out of that gnome costume and he gets up and he starts doing a little jig. He starts dancing while he's singing yeah. supercalifragilistic. And I'm going, hey, yeah, he still goes to the gym because he pictures of it all the time because he smiles and he's happy and he's a happy guy. I I am going to be inconsolable when that man goes. Yeah. I will be a curled fetal ball in the floor mm. for like a week at least. So one of our favorite things to do with uh-huh. guests is the flash round. And that is going to be rapid fire questions to you. Rapid fire. Uh, All right. Kind of like paying homage to uh, inside the actor studio type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will uh, kick us off. And then it will go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. All right. Uh-huh. Favorite hero. Uh Black Panther. Favorite villain. Ooh. Mother Gothel. Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? Oh, Harry Potter. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is the really important one. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Okay. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Good. If you could have any ability from any universe, any character, what would it be? Oh, funny enough, how I just said Marvel. I love Starfire from Teen Titans. Mm. I think she, I, I, I love. I see that. I, I like Starfire. Yeah. I could see you liking that character. Mm. Mm-hmm. If you could live in any universe, what would it be? And what would you be in it? Oh. <laughs> I, oh god let me think that's a hard one i'm gonna be a i'm gonna be a real nerd here pokemon i love pokemon and i would be a dang trainer and i would have a celebi and i would be happy with my life <laughs> okay. i like that i like that i'm adding one i'm adding one favorite musical of all time oh fudge there's a lot of them, but if I really, truly have to pick only one, I think it would be by a very close margin, Les Miserables. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, very good one. And I love it because it's not like, people look at it and they think, oh, it's just all singing. There's no talking. And I'm like, that's the point. It is like an operetta. It is, it is musicianship and vocalism mm. like vocalist mm. and musicianship at its finest like you you cannot top that because there is so much detail and so much harmony work 
and so much just vocal skill that has to go into that show. I can only admire the people that can do that for three hours every single night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the I stamina. Got, I got to do Les Mis uh, like 10 years ago. Uh, here, a local community group did it. And we did three weekends. Whew. And it was in the middle of the summer. And it was a sold-out house almost every show. And the AC was not working. No. So, like, by the time that, you know, all the uh, the boys are dying on the barricade, you see people out there with fans, and they got their programs and stuff, but nobody ever left. Um, we got to the end, and it was either sweat pouring down their face or tears or both, but it is a, <laughs> a powerful show. And it's – I didn't have, like, a huge role. I was um, – Oh gosh, Kufarak. I was uh, like, I was uh, Gavrosh's buddy. I was the one that took care of him. And I got to have the moment where I put Gavrosh up on my shoulder and one day more. That was so cool. So I love that show. One of my favorite experiences that I've had on stage was doing Les Mis. And I would would do it again. And there's very few that I I say that. If I ever get the chance to audition for that show, I've never been like around where they've had it. Like I just where I live, we there's not really a lot of theater out here, um, but I have to go pretty far to like Lebanon and further on like Nashville and stuff. But nobody has really done it yet. Um, so I'm just I'm waiting for someone to do it because I'm like. Hello, can I audition, please? <laughs> I will play barricade box number five. <laughs> it is a really challenging show. I mean, so what good. an undertaking. But uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I just wanted to talk musicals just for a minute. I love it. I'm t- I don't know if you know this, I'm teaching theater now. So I saw that's that like Facebook. my life now. I love it. I'm like, I could not imagine you doing anything different, to be quite frank. <laughs> You're so good at it. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's a lot of fun. What's your favorite movie? Oh, Lion King. I'm a child, but I, I love it. Like it's my favorite movie of all time. It's my favorite animated movie. Uh, some of my favorite live action movies would include like Notting Hill, The Holiday. Okay. I love the Marvel films. And I'm, and it's so funny because I'm not a rom-com person normally, but Notting Hill and The Holiday are the only exceptions to that rule. <laughs> Jack Black makes everything better. Come on. Jack Black is a national treasure. Okay? I, uh, last fall, I got to see Tenacious D in Louisville. Oh! And they, I can't even, I can't even tell you. It was unbelievable. They were so good. I, for me, they like stole the weekend. I love it. It was. Great. Oh my gosh. What a show. They're very theatrical as you can imagine. So. Oh yeah. I definitely appreciated that. Okay. Well, Danielle, we are so thankful that you took the time to come on and talk about your, you know, your experiences uh, that you've had here recently in the, success that you're starting to have and we're really excited for you we're going to be rooting for you on i hear voices on their voice actor contest thank you and uh we'll have to have you back sometime tyler here likes to do uh voices too i can do a few here and there but like nothing serious uh, so Wait, maybe tyler you gotta show me one um, you're i really like his winnie the pooh that's that one's really good <clears throat> Oh, mother. I just want a small smacker of honey. 
so we got to we got to get everybody back together and we'll do like a voice off like we'll have something we can read and we change the voices and stuff that'd be a lot of fun i'll be the worst at it but i'll join in i'll do it let's do it it'll be fun so we'll we'll plan on that next time yes danielle thank you so much so good to see you it's so good to see you too thank you danielle thank you what's up nerds this is rich from the three fat nerds podcast and you're listening to our council of nerds brethren the 30 and nerdy podcast of course when you're done with this awesome podcast you can check out the three fat nerd podcast wherever you get great podcasts just by searching three fat nerds and if you want all your information about what we do over there you can visit 8122productions.com now let's get back to the 30 and nerdy podcast Hi guys, this is Danielle Three, voice actress, and you're listening to the Thirty and Nerdy podcast with Josh and Tyler. <laughs> Cheers to you, nerds! Wow, that was awesome. Good stuff, getting, right? Getting to talk to her was was extremely ex- like it got me, you know, maybe a little feeling a little bit more ballsy. Maybe like you know what, just put yourself out there. Just See, do, that's, that's yeah. the thing is. Like I, I, th- I thought about this the other day because uh, at, at work, um, Maddie or somebody had put on uh, uh, Lilo and Stitch. And uh, Danielle doing her Stitch impression reminded me the thing that made Lilo the freak or weird to everybody was her passion. Mm-hmm. If you break it down. She put herself out there and dancing and singing. She just loves doing this stuff. And at the end of the day, it was her passion, her love for her art that made everyone else call her a weirdo and a freak. I got to tell you, I would rather be called weird while showing my passion to the world than be called normal and not doing what I wanted to do. Yeah, that's that's true. So you can call me weird any day as long as I'm pursuing a passion. And I, I respect the hell out of that from Danielle. Uh, so I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, like we said earlier, all of her information will be in the show notes, her TikTok, her social media. And I'll, I'll plug her TikTok for you right here. It is at Aurora Lights 493. That's at A-U-R-O-R-A-L-I-G-H-T-S 493. Go check her out. And absolutely, we also post the link uh, to the uh, the episode she was on. For uh, we'll post the link to the show that you need to listen to. I hear voices, and uh, check out the episode she was on. We are dying to find out how it ended. So yeah, and dying to find out what big project that she's. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can't say a lot about it, but she's got something big that she's done already recorded. That will mm-hmm. be supposedly coming out next year. So mm-hmm. we, we won't know about it for a while, but she's agreed that she'll come back and join us again when she can talk about it. So absolutely. Very we, much looking forward to it. We'll be excited to have her back. Uh, and just a reminder before we, we head out of here, uh, we are ambassadors and they are sponsors. Reaper Apparel Company. Uh, all of their information are in the show notes. 
go to that link. If you're interested in their story, their big kick about mental health mm-hmm. awareness that they mm-hmm. do or any of their attire, go to the link down below and use 30 and nerdy pod when you check out and you're going to get 10% off your order. Uh, just as a thank you for listening to 30 and nerdy podcast. So juice, any last thoughts? None at all. Have a great week, everybody. Stay Have safe. A great out Great week. Be nice to yourselves. Be nice to others. And as always, cheers to you. Cheers to you. There once were two dudes who met back in college. Nobody loved pop culture more. So they started a podcast to talk all about it. And 30 and Nerdy was born. Oh, 30 and Nerdy was born. You might hear them chat about shows like The Witcher or movies like Lord of the Rings. And if Josh has to choose, he is loyal to Marvel, while Tyler goes more for DC. Yes, Tyler goes more for DC. Now come, come, one and all, nerd up or shut up, just answer the call to be part of our journey into magical worlds. Join us and cheers to ya nerds. Join us and cheers to ya nerds.